Huzzah! I'm Spider, and welcome to the Jacks Rangers, a New England Free Jacks podcast. And here is your host, Phil Harris. Yeah! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers show, coming to you from the beautiful Granite Outpost in Manchester, New Hampshire. How about that sweet victory over NOLA? Let's kick that theme music. Let's get right into it. Feels good to be good, don't it? Man, great win over Nola. First game of the season, we're 1-0. I told you this team was special. I told you that this team on paper was good, and by God, they went out there and executed on the pitch. And won an away game. How about that? A very rare thing last year. First game of the season, they travel, you know, not exactly an easy travel for round one, and they, they go down and get the job done and, you know, impress the Rangers out there big time with that win. I mean, you know, we'll get into it with Big Dave, but uh, – very impressed with what I saw on the pitch. Kind of a bummer that we've got a bye week now, round two here, but uh, feels good. You know, if we had lost that game, whether it be a heartbreaker or we just looked like garbage or garbage, as Chris Lynn says, that would have stuck with us for essentially two weeks. Good to get that first win. Let's talk about our sponsor, our one and only sponsor at this point, the Jacks Rangers Show merchandise on jacksrangers.com forward slash door. Get all your Jacks Rangers merchandise prior to the first home game of the season, which is March the 12th, rapidly approaching, guys. Make sure you get your Jacks Rangers merch soon uh, so that you have it ready for the first game. I will be wearing my merchandise from the Jacks Rangers show there. Hope to see you wearing that stuff as well. Also wanted to give a quick update about the charity. The donations have got a little stale. Of course, we appreciate everybody um, donating that has so far for the Massachusetts Youth Rugby Organization. We're holding strong at $260. The Eagle did clarify that he will be shaving off his mullet completely, and he will allow the highest bidder to shave off the mullet if we reach $5,000 by the end of the season. So we really got to get after it with the donations. My Carolina waterfall is looking good, but we still got roughly 17 weeks to go, not counting the playoffs, which I'm expecting us to get into. So we're super excited about the episode here. What we've got on tap is the Outriders review view of the NOLA game, which was fantastic. Got an excellent guest, round two, with the Free Jacks ticket manager, Josh Beck, who also plays uh, scrum half and fly half for the Charles River Rugby Football Club there in Charles River. Dave's old stomping grounds there. So yeah, super excited about this episode, guys. Again, feels good to be good. We're 1-0. This is perfect. A lot of teams wish they were 1-0 right now. Let's get right into the episode here. So the lineup will be as follows. Outriders first with the review of the NOLA game, and then we'll round out things here with the interview with Josh Beck, who is the ticketing manager for the Free Jacks, and then we'll come back and uh, close up shop here. Appreciate you guys listening to the Jacks Rangers show. Huzzah, baby. Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers show. I've got Dave McVay here as well. This is the Outriders segment, so we're going to break down uh, the NOLA game, talk about Free Jacks news, all of that fun stuff is happening right now. Dave, how the hell are you? I am doing well. It is fantastic to be rolling in with a win coming yeah. out of the first match of the season. Confirmed. Winning is fun. There's no doubt about it. You know, uh, as true. a Carolina fan, you know, it's kind of few and far between uh, for a, a Gamecock fan to see wins. So to be a Free Jacks fan and winning the first game of the season, it feels amazing. Uh, let's talk about Free Jacks news real quick. Uh, Waka was named to the Noodle Bags. Very prestigious. Uh, MLR uh, team of the week. Waka's try was also the MLR try of the week. Um, so I think we're going to have probably some awards uh, further down the week here as things go along. I expect him to be on the MLR uh, team of the week, the official one. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'd say so. He put in a phenomenal performance. Um, that try definitely deserved try of the week. You, you get a, a poach from a flanker a really quick ball out and then all the way hands to the outside lots of really skilled touches uh really good management of the of defensive traffic to make sure there was still a running lane you know for for whoever was receiving the ball uh and a great finish from him 
sure. it's what we you know kind of expect at this point we're just about spoiled by by waka's play yep. um but that one was great because it really was a, a team try yes um, we had a nice backline team try we had that uh, a mall team try during the game as well from the forwards with backs coming in um awesome to see them clicking like that Absolutely. Um, I think we're going to have some uh, more awards for him later on in the show. Not trying to spoil anything, but uh, <laughs> next on the list here, I wanted to go ahead and try to share my screen. Uh, can you see that? I can. All right. Perfect. So participants can now see your screen. Excellent. All right. So from, from here, we're just going to kind of quickly go over the results of MLR round one. Uh, we had Seattle Seawolves as the last game of the weekend beating Toronto Arrows, which was kind of a surprise here. Uh, 21 to eight. I guess, you know, tr that travel is also kind of a bummer. Uh, going all the way to the Pacific Northwest. That might have had something to do with it. But a lot of people are saying that Seattle might be back with their seawall. Um, so I, it's nice to see Seattle, you know, competing at a good level, not getting blown out at home like sometimes that we saw last year. So uh, I'm happy for him. You know, Rucky, he actually, after our game, I went on Instagram Live with Chris and I. We were like lost in downtown Boston. But uh, he actually came on and congratulated us, so I appreciated that. Rocky, way to go uh, on that first win. Congratulations. Um, San Diego Legion, 31. Utah Warriors, 29. Very close game. Uh, Nola Gold, here we go. Here's our game. 13-24, to 24, uh, New England. Can't say enough about that, but, you know, we'll go into it a little bit later on. Uh, Houston Sabercats, probably the surprise of the weekend, beating the mighty Gilweenies, 21-11. to 11. Uh, What do you think about that one, Dave? Uh, it was pretty uh, pretty good. I, I saw about 60 minutes of it. Um, I actually thought from the beginning, Houston, we're going to really regret a few missed opportunities. Um, not scoring when, you know, L.A. had like a double yellow card, I believe, a forward and a back uh, in the bin. Um, but uh, and they didn't score it. They won anyway. Good for them. Um, really coming out strong this season. Yeah. Hanukkah Meyer down there seems to have put together a uh, really fantastic team. Shout out to Willie Britz, who's a shoe in for the MLR hair team. Flanker down there <laughs> just looked phenomenal. If you see a pictures from the match and you see a Houston player who looks like a sun god, that's him. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, this was uh, probably the surprise of the weekend, as I was saying. Uh, at the watch party that I was at and Chris Lind, uh, another contributor to the show, was at, uh, there were, a lot of the players were checking their phones while our game was going on. And then I think Cal Hodgson happened to, like, mention to us, like, I cannot believe that Houston just won. And we all looked at us and were like, what? That happened? So very exciting times for them. I'm, I'm, I'm not proud of Houston, but I'm happy for them. Um, you know, this is a franchise that's probably, now that Austin has gotten so much better, um, since the Gilcrest ownership is probably the lowly team in the in the MLR's history. So if they can go on a run here, I think it's very special. Again, the only team that has a rugby specific stadium, and that's a big deal. Um, speaking of Gilchrist, we've got the um, the Austin Jabronis forty three to the Dallas Jackals seven. So welcome to the league, Dallas. That's a butt whooping right there from your Texas uh, brethren there, brethren. Um, and another speaking of another butt whooping. Rugby ATL, Atlanta, 55-22 um, Old Glory, D.C. Um, did you expect Atlanta to be this strong after uh, Scott Lawrence gets jettisoned out of the club? Um, I didn't expect them to be this well put together. Mm -hmm. um, they have a really strong roster, a lot of really power, physically powerful players, same as last year. You know, In a lot of ways, the team has the same shape as it did. But um, they certainly came out clicking everybody this weekend i felt like felt like looked a little bit undercooked right all the team a lot of drop balls and all the games guys cramping gassing out um makes sense for the first first weekend of the the season yeah um but if everybody looked undercooked old glory looked a little bit raw uh they they i think were um kind of getting in their own way more than other teams have okay uh over the weekend dallas struggled a little bit too but first match ever for them you yeah. know they got their first try on the board that's great um we will uh we'll see how things go for dc it's going to be interesting to watch i imagine they can correct a lot of things mm -hmm. um that 33 point margin is not gonna 
work moving forward. Obviously, they're going to have to put put up a better defensive effort. Yep. Um, their attack was okay, but you just can't bleed points like they did and expect to do anything. For sure, and that's why I don't put much stock into preseason games. This is a DC squad that beat our team. Was it last week? Um, in the only preseason game that the Free Jacks had, and then came out and got their butt whooped against Atlanta. Um, so let's talk about our game. So this is now time for the NOLA review. Uh, just trying to find it. There we go. Uh, <laughs> so final score, NOLA 13, Free Jacks 24. Less than one minute into the game, the ref does not call a not a straight throw from NOLA's line out. This kind of set the tone for the rest of the game, in my opinion. Like I happened to see that in the, uh, the replay of the game, and I was like, ooh, look at this. It's clearly like one of the most not straight balls I've ever seen, and it doesn't get called whatsoever. Um, I know a lot of people were very upset with this referee. We'll kind of get into that and the inconsistency of that a little bit. I know that you're not big on, like, don't blame the referee. And I kind of am as well, especially when it's being yelled into my ear as I'm trying to watch the game. I'll talk about that <laughs> in a moment too. But, um, yeah, I mean, if we were losing that game, if we had ended up losing that game, I would be furious uh, with the inconsistencies. But, you know. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Um, at eight minutes in, the Jacks' mall defense from a lineout secures a turnover. Quick passes and offloads lead to the first Jacks try of the season scored by our boy, my MVP candidate for the entire season, Waka in the corner. Conversion by Waka is good, 7-0, we think. Uh, it was great. We talked about it a little bit already. Um, phenomenal team try. Everybody in the back line got a touch, I think. Good support. When you get a turnover ball like that, you you want to attack quickly. But more importantly, uh, or not more importantly, but as as an as a component of that, moving the ball away from wherever you got it is usually critical. Mm. So where the ball is, where the turnover is, there's probably a breakdown, or in this case, a mall. Mm. There's going to be a lot of bodies there, and you know if you just take that turnover ball and you run it straight up the field, you're probably not going to get a lot of ground sometimes you will you know rucks behind a ruck sometimes is undefended and you can sneak back there and get 10 meters you know before the fullback comes up but what you really want to do is move the ball you want to make a couple passes and find some space because the the team that just lost the ball was set up for attack not defense and so out on the fringes there's not going to be anybody out there that's exactly what we did um Johnston did a really great job actually turning and just popping, you know, two hand chest. It was almost like a basketball pass, you know, just shoved it out yes. um, to get it to the backs as quickly as possible so they could move it to space and attack the space. Uh, and I mean, I, I haven't been there, but I can only assume that this is exactly what Mike Rogers and Scott Matthew have been telling these guys to do. Yeah. Compete at the breakdown. We were extremely aggressive at every tackle. Uh, we did not yield possession at all. Um, we made Nola defend their ball, whether it was in a mall or at a tackle. Um, and when they failed to do so, we got it and we counterattacked. And when you can yep. do that enough times in a match, you're going to score tries like this. Yes, for sure. Um, our, uh, you know, we're going to talk about this a little bit towards the halftime portion of this uh, review, but the defense was relentless, man. I, it was really impressive to see on the screen. And I think this is exactly, you know, we're executing what these the coaches want. Um, so that's encouraging to see in the, in the first game of the season. 30 men, th- th- uh, excuse me, 30 minutes in, a monster maul from the Jacks off a line out at the five meter line allows your boy, Peter Janssen, to score a try. Uh, conversion by Walker is good 14 3 at that point because there was a penalty kick that, uh, that uh, Nola was successful with earlier in the match. Uh, penalty kick by Waka to bring the score to 17 to three right before halftime. And I saw this on the highlights. I saw it in the game and it made me think I have to talk about this in the show because it's like the little things in a rugby game that are so important right before the first half ended. Nola chooses to kick into touch after a Jack's penalty. Clever Waka keeps the ball in play, which allows Barlow to kick it out thus ending the first half and stomping out any opportunity that Nola has to try to get, whether it's three points or five or seven, it just completely, you know, uh, takes the wind out of their sails to end the half 17 to three. What do you think? Yeah. I, I feel like Nola was never out of it. You know, they, they competed the whole time, but 
we did seem to have control. Yep. Uh, you know, when we moved ahead, we seemed calm and collected. Um, we're used to watching our guys fight from behind a little bit sometimes. Yep. So it was nice to see them get a lead, hold a lead. And then plays like that show that they're, you know, composed. They're denying scoring opportunities to the other team whenever they get a chance. Um, I think it's a really positive sign. And it was a great way to end the half. Heads up play. For sure. Yeah, you love to see that from an experienced player like Waka. There was an insane stat that was shared on social media from the broadcast of the Jacks having 120 tackles in the first half. I, you know, that might be an error there. It seems that seems like a rugby league match right there. But uh, the defense was relentless, Dave. Just so impressed with the boys, um, you know, in that first half and really the whole game overall. Uh, Nick the Mongoose Freaks uh, scores for Nola in the corner six, uh, excuse me, 46 minutes in. Conversion is no good, which that seems to be a theme with uh, Nola in this game. I don't think they made a single conversion kick. I could be wrong about that. Um, we've got a ball game at that point. It is eight to 17. So, you know, as you were saying, I, I mentioned towards the end of the notations here that it feels like we had control throughout the entire game. We never, you know, fell behind in this game. We were in the driver's seat. Um, but this kind of maybe pause for a second. And the entire game prior to that, I felt really good about things. When they cut it this close, I was, I was getting a little worried. But what made me think, you know, we're okay now, is the beautiful running rugby try for the Jacks at the 51st minute. Nine to ten, back to nine was the, um, the configuration there. Driving try, or diving try, excuse me, for the magician John Poland. I'm sure our guy Ted Back Black, excuse me, was ecstatic. Waka appears hurt during during the play. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, it was very controversial. But Waka actually converted um, this uh, try with a two-point uh, conversion. So it's 24-8 after 52 minutes. Now, the controversy comes about with a awful no-arms charge, basically, from Nola. Looked like it was an intent to hurt the player. Controversial moment for sure. Everybody at the watch party, you know, put their hands up like, what just happened here? I can't believe that uh, that, that took place. You want to – what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it was gross. Uh, it was just an attempt to hurt Waka. Um, he had support players to either side of him. Um, he had uh, Milan to his left as well as Poland to his right. Um, Coleman's only real objective there is to, is to take our fly half out of the game. Um, just before that, Coleman threw a punch at Paula Bellacana in the breakdown just before. So if you go about a minute earlier, see Bellacana carry the ball. Um, and Coleman's the second second or third defender in trying to make a tackle. So Bellacana, as he does, is still on his feet after contact, right, doing his thing. Um, Coleman comes in and gives him a shove. And then you really clearly see him cock his arm and throw a punch. Now, Bellacana dips. And the punch goes over Balakana's head. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's 30 seconds before he throws the no-arm tackle at Waka. Um, and then later in the same match, he again streaks across the field. Um, and this is after he – so he got yellow-carded for that no-arms tackle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's at least 10 minutes later. He's back on the field. I think it's around 68 or so minutes into the game. Um, we – uh, are attacking near the goal line. Poland switches sides, so he goes to the right, and Waka gets the ball, and you see Coleman come streaking in, and this time, instead of a no-arms tackle, he throws a swinging arm tackle, which is a little bit like a clothesline. Mm -hmm. And the goal is basically to punch somebody with your elbow, right. bicep, forearm, yeah. right? So instead of making contact with a fist, you're trying to make contact with a forearm. Yeah. Um, he seems to have mistimed it, and he, it looks like he actually gives himself a head injury. If you see him stand up after it, he's got his arms out and he's stumbling around. So he managed to hurt himself on the play. Um, but yeah, three instances in about a 20 minute span where we see Robbie Coleman um, trying to hurt somebody, Paula Balacana once and Bodine Waka twice. Um, you know, rugby is an aggressive sport. It was a chippy match, but there's just no no place for that. Um, get that out of here. For sure. Uh, is that a yellow or red card, in your opinion, the incident? Uh, if there's head contact, it's a clear red, totally not debatable. Um, as it is, if it's 
a no arm tackle is a yellow card. Um, you you could elevate it if you thought that it got to the point uh, where you're going to call it dangerous play. It's only point is to injure somebody. I did call it that, so I guess you know in my book it's it's a red. Mm -hmm. But um, either way, it's good that in that instance the referee did make note and did did issue a sanction if the league feels like they need to for player safety yep. or consistency's sake elevate it um you know they have the they have the authority to do that yep. so we'll uh, see if it gets picked up in review yeah i imagine that it will be uh considering the behavior on the pitch there but um you know uh, some inconsistency in the referee's uh calling of the game definitely noticed by you know the folks there in attendance at uh patios throughout the game um you know, it's, it's unfortunate but it, you know everybody has a bad day right uh so that might have been yeah absolutely i would have called i would have called an even worse more unsafe rugby game if i was out there uh it's easy to level criticisms yep. um you know and I, not that i think the referee is probably listening to our show but uh <laughs> you know um i i don't impugn his motives i'm sure he's calling the best game he can um some stuff did get missed um uh, Milan got decapitated from behind at one point. Um, uh, a couple high high tackles and things. Um, I'm sure he's a you know he's a professional referee. He's going to be reviewing the film and, and and looking at things he can um, call differently the next time. Uh, but uh, you know, fortunately, it seems like nobody was uh, nobody was hurt. But it was it did seem out of control at times. Is what yes. is how I I put it. Um, where and I, it, I think the captains both felt that way too. Just watching their yes. their conversation, even without the ref, and um, the body language, um, it was pretty. It was it was a little bit, a little bit spicy, a little bit spicy. Yeah. Um, you know, Josh Larson as our captain was definitely letting the referee know that he disagreed with some of the calls, and um, yep. you know, so uh, at one point I think we were going to have a, a penalty go against Nola, and it was reversed because of the the, the chatter. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. It's unfortunate, but, um, yeah. Thank well, Slade, Slade pegged the guy. I think it was, I think it was Dino Waldron, uh, but I'm not sure. Okay. Um, somebody hit Slade. I mean, from a 90 degree angle, not like questionably from the side, he, he took a shot at him and just drilled him in the ribs. Um, the ref blew it dead for side entry on the ruck and Slade got up. He was, you know, rightfully uh, a little bit incensed. And he just pegged pegged the guy with the ball, ah. um, so you know lost his cool. I don't know if that's a penalty reversal situation. Um, I think you still focus on the thing that's actually likely to get somebody hurt, uh, yeah. uh, which is hitting somebody in the ribs from the side. You know, an illegal entry in the ruck. Yep. But um, you know, I do appreciate that at that point the referee maybe felt like he did not have a lot of control and needed yes. to stop you know ending retaliation and, and communicating with that reversal um maybe took priority um i can i can at least understand that perspective yeah. uh but yeah that was that was what went on there with that reversal uh, you know ultimately i'm just glad that the inconsistencies did not cause a downfall for our team to lose the game is how i uh, and trying to put a positive spin on it. But um, let's move along here. Nola did, did score a back-helped rolling mall try from a line-out after 64 minutes. Conversion is no good on that. Um, that was the last of the scoring. Seems like it was a little – it was too little too late for Nola in the end. New England was in control throughout the whole game, in my opinion. Uh, Nola never led the match at all. And this is kind of something that I, I feel like I – mentioned that I just felt like we had a good chance of winning this game. I think we have a better roster and we showed that. And here's the thing is like away games were our Achilles heel last year. This team had a lot to do with us not making the playoffs, but most of it had to do with us not looking great on the road and not executing as we know that this team can. And for us to come out in game one, round one away from home, not an easy away trip to go to, and, and look this good against a decent opponent in the Eastern Conference, a rival, if you will. I, I'm extremely ecstatic about the result. How you feel? Yeah, I agree. Um, the the We're the only team that got an away win week one. Um, everybody, else, Every other match was won by the home team. Yep. Um, 
we go into a bye week with four points, which is just critically important. If we had a big goose egg there and had to sit on a zero until week three to maybe earn five points, um, it, it certainly wouldn't doom everybody. You know, everybody plays the same number of games. There's, there, but psychologically, that's a tough hole to climb out of. Yeah. Um, so really, really important that we go in with four points um, after a bye week. Um, yeah, uh, Kenny Thompson on on Facebook put it really well. I thought he said it was a great performance. A few things to tweak. Mm-hmm. Um, my addition is that the messy conditions didn't really help us look any more put together. There were a lot of drop ball. You could tell the ball was pretty gross. Yeah, um, just simple simple catches that got dropped. Um, and you you know our skills are higher than that. Oh, for sure. Um, and but overall, as Kenny said, we look much better this week one than we did 2021 week oh, one yeah. oh, um, yeah. and that's a really really good sign yes for sure um exciting things to come you know i posted uh, feels good to be good and jacks to the moon and that's how i feel yeah it, it would feel a lot different if we have long if we had lost that game there might be a little bit of deflatedness especially because we have, we're rolling into a bye week where there's no game for the Free Jacks this week. So that that loss would have been a bitter taste in our mouth carrying over into the next week, into the D.C. match. But, you know, we win popping bottles, having a blast, playing the boys are back at uh, patios there. Good times. Love it. I uh, did want to make a quick a couple quick mentions here. Joe Johnson came off injured in the second half per sources close to the club. He just had a very bad cramp and is totally fine, guys. Thank goodness. Um, he was replaced by local man Cam De- uh, Davidowitz in his first professional appearance, which got a great reception at the watch party at Patios. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people in New England that are very happy and proud of Cam coming in. Yeah. Local boy done good. Essex, Essex County Bulldogs, uh, youth player, mystic player. Um he got out there and he he hit the line man he we <laughs> saw cam enjoys running the ball because you like what you're good at yeah and uh he had a couple really aggressive carries you can tell that he's hungry and he's gonna make the most of any time he gets i mean he did i, I i'd say he was an impact player yes. he came off the bench and um you know he put his hand up and got noticed yep. really really good um happy for cam you would expect a guy like Justin Johnson uh, to be on the bench, but unfortunately he was injured. But Cam, you know, took his opportunity and really impressed coming on to the field for an injured uh, Joe Johnston. So, you know, super proud of him. Happy for that guy. Very cool. Uh, before we get into musket size pants and an MVP, I did want to mention, you know, so Chris Lynn and I were at the watch party at Patio's. A lot of the players that didn't make the trip attended that. They came over and showed love, you know, just so appreciative of those guys being really cool to the show, to the Jack Stranger show. Um, had a blast, you know, with all of the fans and, and some of the girlfriends of the players, uh, you know, came over and said hello too. So just, you know, a great time. Highly recommend. I'm sure they're going to do these watch parties in the future, guys. Um, so the Rangers out there, if you happen to have an opportunity, don't pass it up to go to some of these watch parties. They are a ton of fun, especially if the Free Jacks win. It's a very <laughs> great atmosphere to watch a game. All right. Uh, musket size pants in. It's definitely not Robbie Coleman. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, no. It's Cam Dolan. Even though he kind of had like a quiet game, you know, you would expect him to be a guy that was always around the ball, had the ball, would score a try, that sort of thing. He's an experienced USA Eagle who had that impressive charge down in the game. I did see that from yep. him. He's super dangerous in many uh, facets of the game. Would love to have him as a free jack. He wins the musket size pants in award for this week. What can you say about Cam Dolan that hasn't been said? Dave, can you can you come up with anything? How about even when Cam Dolan just has an average for Cam Dolan game, yep. he still has a great game. Yeah. He stands <laughs> out as a competitor. For sure. Um, yep. He he worked hard. He was really, as always, really a nuisance in the breakdowns too. Um, if you look at a lot of the times where uh, we were on the goal line and we lost the ball. We stopped them a good number of times too, but there were a few attacks where, you know, we got muddied up and it was usually Cam. That's kind of his thing. Yeah. He's got Cat those Moore, nine great foot great. long arms, make it a little easier to get, get in on the ball and the tackle. It, it sure does. 
my cat Morty agrees with this. She's uh, meowing right now, so I think she uh, concurs. Um, I'll let you go ahead, go first with MVP. Who you got? Uh, I mean, it's 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 got to be Bodine Waka. Um, he was the guaranteed rate man of the match. Um, he scored the first try. He set up the last try. Um, he hit a penalty. He was three on three, three for three on conversions. Um, if you were to wave a magic wand and delete all the points scored by other players, we still beat Nola based on the 14 points that, uh, you know, including conversions from the tries, obviously, yeah. you know, that's why we need a magic wand for this, yep. but you know, um, 14 points from Bodine Waka, a great performance. He's the MVP. He's also a man of wisdom, but I'll tell you why after you tell us your MVP. All right. So it is a clean sweep for Waka this week. Waka, Waka, Waka. I said in the preseason, as he goes, we go. He had an amazing MLR player of the week type performance. I imagine that he will be the uh, the number 10 for the uh, team of the week. But I think he deserves player of the week as well. You know, as you were saying, he scored 14 points. And if you could wave a magic wand and he was the only point scorer, then, you know, based off of those points that he accumulated, we'd win the game because they only scored 13. Easy math for me. Um you know, it, he's just so good. And he is seasoned in this league at this point. It is three years now that he's been a part of the Free Jacks organization. And you can tell, man, like he is coming to his own in MLR. You know, you can put him back in 15, uh, at 15 and he would be comfortable there. But he belongs as a 10. I think he showed it in this game as well. Um, earlier in the season, last year, season, he was playing at 15. Um Boyle gets injured, he slots into 10, and he absolutely settles into that position and then, you know, steals the job. Well, I don't want to say steal, but he takes that 10 shirt and says, this is mine, and now he's done it again. He's proven himself once again as our best 10, without a doubt. He is a leader on this team. I don't know if you saw the um, – the uh, the after game locker room video where he's leading the chants and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm just so happy for him. Yeah, um, side MVP for the social media guy for turning that nasty yellow card hit on Waka into a hype video in less than 24 hours. Yeah, that cool. video with the supercut of, you know, the game footage and then the locker room footage with the audio and the thump and free jacks. Are you ready? Ready? Yeah, I love it. That was awesome. I agree. Um, I, I would love to see Huzzah at the end, but I mean, I'm not going to complain. You know what I mean? They can, they can, you know, they can, they can do their own thing. Sure, 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 sure. It's course, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'll tell you why Waka is wise though, is because we're here heaping praise on him. Um, but he's a he's a humble guy. Um, and when he won Man of the Match, the first thing he did was praise team management for putting together the team that they did. And um, I wanted to echo that and say that TK and the coaching staff deserve, you know, a big round of foamy high fives, Um, Ted Lasso style praise and affirmation, nothing but love for these guys. Um, In a month, they put together a team that is already playing really well. Like we said, looks better this week one than week one last year. Um, it's no mean feat. There were, you know, travel complications. They put together uh, a whole headquarters, weight room, offices, all that. It was a busy off season, um, and boy, you wouldn't you wouldn't guess it from watching the rugby that's taking place on the pitch. These guys are operating really smoothly. Um, so shout out to everybody: Scott Matthew, Mike Rogers, and TK, and the rest of the staff. You know. Yeah. Med- staff everybody kudos to the whole team um it, it takes the whole organization top to bottom and uh, as waka said they did a great job couldn't agree more um i echo your sentiments on that I, it's just it's just very impressive the whole organization i tell this to people all the time we're the best organization in mlr we just got to get it right on the pitch and i think you know this week that we proved that we can do that i think that we proved that we could be a playoff contender this year that, uh, in week one it's really early i, I want to pump the brakes just a little bit here i don't want to get too excited but i feel good you know, going into the bye week, they got they got some stuff to tweak, obviously, as you were saying, as Kenny mentioned, a little small adjustments, but um, I feel real good going up against D.C. 
um, you know, week after next. I mean, we're coming, baby. Like, yeah. they better start, you know, eating their Wheaties and start you know, <laughs> doing something real because we are coming, baby. We're coming. So, yep. Anything else? Absolutely. And with the with the week coming up, um, not to preview too much, but if people are wondering what what who we care about, we are LA Giltinis fans. We want them to beat the Arrows. Um, that's that's the cross conference match in the coming week. So that's Friday night. Uh, we have a bye, so I'm I'm going to tell fans if you're looking for one match to watch, our um, our week. Oh, actually, Houston uh, plays New York as well. I forgot. Yeah, let, me, let me share my. So there are there are two West versus East matches this coming week. Yeah. So um, here we are. Um, Seattle SeaWolves against Utah Warriors. That is um, three days from now. So that's a Thursday night game, I believe, Dave, at ten thirty yeah. p.m. Eastern time. Oh boy, that's going to be a late <laughs> night. Um, and then we've got the next day on Friday, ten p.m. So you're saying that Toronto Arrows they're they're going to be in Canada. Thank goodness. Uh, against mm-hmm. the L.A. Gilweenies. Yeah, we definitely want – ah, God, it's like kissing your sister here because I don't want L.A. to win, but we kind of need them to win against the Arrows to, to keep – Say them. it. Say it. Say you want L.A. to beat Toronto. In this one game, I hope it, that L.A. wins by one point. I'll take I'm, it. That's fine. This is what makes pool play fun. Yes, for sure. And then we've that, got, you know, you, you have a reason to care. I mean, you always care. Standings matter yes. in a lot of sports, but you know, here it's not just standings. We want LA to trounce Toronto. We don't want Toronto to get any points, even if they lose. So hell yeah, there we go. And then same for Houston coming at, coming at New York. Oh, hell yeah. So San Diego Legion on Friday at 4 PM Eastern time against the Dallas Jackals down there in San Diego. Um, Houston Sabercats, as you're saying. So this is an 8 p.m. start on Saturday. I'll, I think I'll watch this one, Dave. Uh, Rugby mm. United New York. They haven't even updated. Yikes, the name. <laughs> oh, boy. So New Jersey. Shoestring operation sometimes over there at MO. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to do a lot with a little. Sure, sure do. So, yeah, I definitely want Houston to win. Yeehaw to all, all of my uh, Houston cousins down there in the Houston area. Um, and then we've got uh, Nola Gold against Rugby ATL. That's interesting. Uh, the two southern, the two southernmost teams, uh, southeastern teams rather, uh, at 8 p.m. on. So this is the same uh, start time as Houston and New York on uh, Saturday. And then later on that evening, 8:30 p.m. Saturday game, uh, the Jabronis, Austin Jabronis against Old Glory DC at Austin. So I think that's going to be a, a game that Austin should win. Um, and I would love to see Old Glory DC 0-2 as they face us next week. Not this week, but next week. That would be very interesting. Or, or maybe they would feel desperate and actually play better. I don't know. But 0-2 sounds better than 1-1, I, I think, from that perspective. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, agreed. Could be kind of fun, yeah. So I think I'll definitely watch the Houston versus uh, New Jersey Dirt Peckers game. But, yeah, uh, that's all we got for you guys. I got one word to get out of here in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! Woo! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers show. Got a very special guest. We've also got outrider Chris Lynn with us, so that's awesome. Pretty rare thing, but glad to have him. We've got the director, or excuse me, the manager of the ticket sales for the Free Jacks, Josh Beck is joining us. Josh, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, guys. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, so for the Rangers out there that may have missed our first interview that we had with you, give us a quick rundown of your personal and rugby background, please. Yeah, sure. So um, much like everyone, you know, I had no idea what rugby was growing up. Uh, it wasn't until high school I went to Lincoln Sudbury where I found rugby and it was just basically by chance because a friend just asked me if I wanted to play and I really had nothing better to do. So I said yes. And then I immediately, you know, fell in love with it. I realized it was the greatest game ever created. So I just kind of ran with it. And from there, I went, uh, I went to college at Hofstra University on Long Island in New York. So I played there, uh, hung around there for a little bit, spent some time with Long Island rugby before moving back here to Boston, where now I play with Charles River rugby with, you know, great club, undefeated, no big deal. <laughs> got, uh, <laughs> I got to mention that. But so it's a great time. We're actually getting ready for uh, some regional playoffs, hopefully going on the nationals. But that's a little about me. I play scrum half and occasionally some time at fly half. 
Very nice. Um, so I know that uh, normally Dave would be on here talking uh, with you. He is like the king river rat, uh, but unfortunately he was not able to join us. Uh, but we do have Chris here, which I'm very excited about. Tell us about what's it, it like working with Mags and Ollie on a day-to-day basis. Uh, it's great. You know, if you know anything about Mags and Ollie, you know that they're super passionate about the Free Jacks. That's, I mean, that's a given in every in every breath they take. <laughs> but one thing I really also like working about working with them is that they're also focused on, you know, building the community uh, uh, and re- helping to refocus on that. You know, rugby is supported by everybody at the ground level from the youngest club player to the oldest old boy. It's an entire thing. So what we like to do, they're really focused on reinvesting in the community. And you see that through our community outreach, our academy programs, how much we've built that out and like in this, even the success that they just had in Houston, they, the team won the whole thing. So, you know, you, you see these efforts paid off. And so I, it's really great working with them. And I like how much of a full focus effort this is, you know, we tap in all aspects of what it means to be a sports team and in the community. And we want to really be a part of that community. Yes. So I, I love that. That's a big focus here from, yeah. and from them. Oh, absolutely. I, I tell people all the time that it seems like the Free Jacks, you know, hands down have the best organization in MLR. And those two guys and yourself are a huge part of that. So we appreciate you coming on here. Tell us, what does a day in the life of Josh, the ticket manager of the Free Jacks, actually look like? What does that entail? <laughs> um, for me, uh, it's a lot of reaching out to people. But I should say it's what I love to do. I, you know, if you talk to me, I hope it certainly comes across and that I'm, I'm super passionate about rugby. I love this sport. I think everyone needs to play it. It builds character. It builds lifelong friendships in a way that you just simply don't see in other sports. So I love talking about it. And I obviously love talking about the free jacks. So for me, it's just a golden opportunity to just like sell the free jacks and just always be talking about that. So when I, I do a lot of outreach to individuals and I honestly get ecstatic when they pick up the phone because now we get to talk about my favorite thing in the world and why you should be a part of this amazing experience, this new league and why it's pay off dividends for you. And it all comes back to just like my love for rugby. So it's a lot of that and um, working also working with the team. And as you mentioned, I'm not going to argue with you that we have the best uh, front office staff in the league. You won't see any pushback from me on that. But so and being able to work with those people, you know, Jordan, Tim, Alex Grayland, people are also doing an incredible amount of work behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of collabing with them. So I look forward to those parts of it, too. You know, it's a, it's a team on the field and off the field. That's awesome, man. Um, are you working remotely or are you actually in Quincy? We are in Quincy. We are all set in our office. Uh, it's it's great. It's great to finally be back in person with everybody. Just makes everything a lot easier just being able to just go talk to people, but also just hang out and get to know everybody. You see the players come in, you get to talk with them. Uh, it's I have no complaints about it. I'm very happy to be back. Awesome. So uh, for the folks that may not be aware, they're no longer calling the headquarters the Forge. It is now called the Mint. They're in Quincy. It's an amazing, awesome headquarters for the Free Jacks. Any funny office stories that you can tell? And how is the Mint coming along? Is it fully like decorated and all that sort of stuff? It's fully, it is fully decorated. We still have some more paneling coming on the outside, some nice Free Jacks lettering for everybody that walks by. But inside, it's, we're all set up. We've got, we're decorated inside, posters, you know, some side games for the players when they're just lounging. Um, so think of a funny story. Um, well, usually that involves when the players are there. Uh, that usually is the biggest reason for a funny story. Um, but they're busy. They got a lot of work and lifts to get in and practice. So they're not there a ton. I would think maybe um, the funniest story is just probably just a spontaneous wrestling matches that happen out of nowhere. And sometimes you get caught in the crosshairs of it. So <laughs> you're kind of just always got to be on alert. <laughs> when right. you're yeah. around and then, <laughs> it's like you're, you walk into a, you know, like a tiger uh, cage. You, you always have to be alert. Uh, <laughs> if you get 35 pro rugby players in a room together, you can imagine what happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, give us a progress report for season ticket sales. How's that coming along? Uh, it's going great. You know, we are, it's going so great that we're running out of them. So 
Nice. I would say to the people who haven't gotten it, then like, what are you doing? You're missing out on the best free Jacks experience with the most amount of benefit for you at the best price. We have a ton of different options. I guarantee we have something for everybody. And it, you, you absolutely cannot go wrong with a season membership. Couldn't agree more. I'm a season ticket holder myself and a founding member. Um, let's jump over to Chris Lind, uh, my boy. He's got a couple questions for you, Josh, and then I'll be back with you here. Yeah, you know, hey, I'm filling in for big brain, Dave. They're big shoes to fill. I have a big head, but a small brain. So my, uh, you know, one of my questions is, uh, you know, what is what is their brigade going to be like this year? And like, so for for some of that, like entry level, so if somebody didn't want to spend like a lot of money, but they wanted to kind of figure out what rugby would be like, what is that entry level kind of experience going to be like? Uh, it's going to be the best experience. I think the brigade is a really special section. Um, that's where you find not, I'm not going to say and say that fans aren't passionate, but there's an extra, um, want to say like intensity behind the passion of the fans that go in the brigade section. So if you really want to see a rugby experience, um, in a true fandom, I would say the brigade section is kind of where you want to go. Obviously, if you want we have other sections too, if that's not what you're looking for, like the blue reserve is the same comparison, just on the other side of the stands, but the brigade, uh, you know, no, well, I would say, you know, it's a party. It's, you probably would find me in the brigade. If I was just a regular, if I didn't have my current position, I would probably be in the brigade section. Nice. Nice. And then a quick follow-up. We had, we had kind of touched on this before we, we kicked off the podcast. Um, you know, what's it going to, how can, if you're in youth rugby and you want to come as a group, they obviously would reach out to you, but can you just explain that process for, for people out there? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we have a lot of different options for people like that. You know, if we want to come with the group, we are more, we will take you guys in, give you the best deals you possibly can and make that experience something truly to remember. Um, what I also particularly like about what we do here, I talked about earlier with that community reinvestment. Um, we are doing a special uh, program, the community ticketing program. If you're unable to make a game, you can just donate your ticket. It will go to an amazing charity organization. And what's really special about that is that it will give a kid an amazing night, a night they truly deserve. Uh, an, an incredible entertainment experience, but also what you're doing is you're helping to grow the game of rugby. You're going to introduce the game to someone who maybe has never heard of it before. And then they'll come away from it as a lifelong free Jacks fan being like, wow, like this rugby thing is incredible. Now I want to play it. So this is how a, a, just a small part of how we try to grow the game and create new fans and also growing rugby at the youth level, because this is how, we become more established in the U S and as we grow together by if, you know, it's like rising tide lifts all boats. So it's just a little small way we can do to kind of give back. And it gives people, especially like season members, if they realize something came up that day, I can't make the game. What am I going to do now? Your ticket's going to go to an awesome cause. It's you get the full value for it back and you know, you're helping to grow the game. So it's just, just a little small part of what we do to try to create the ultimate um, fan experience and reinvestment for them to give everybody the best options. Talk about, uh, Phil talks about it all the time. He, he mentions how the Free Jacks are the best organization in the league. And I'll just quickly point out, because I do listen to every podcast, uh, every person that has been a member of the Free Jacks, now yourself included, you have now, at least in, in my experience you have now joined the club you guys are so good at answering questions that you answer questions that i haven't even asked yet which is outstanding because that was one of my next questions was hey i'm a season ticket holder i can't make all the games so i'll just personally put this out there i did not buy a season ticket this year i am a founding member from last season and the reason why i didn't is because i'm serving in the national guard so i'm away a lot of the weekends and for some reason whoever wrote my drill schedule put all of drills on home matches so i was like man i can't make a lot of these games but now based off of what you just told me i think right after this i'm going to go log on and buy myself a season ticket and then i will donate them <laughs> going forward because you answered that question outstanding so yeah that's it uh, that's going to be all for me uh for questions thank you so much 
yeah, you know, just just happy to be doing my job. And I guess you'll be getting a little phone call from me after this. So stand by for that. <laughs> All right. I'm here. This is awesome, man. That's so cool. Appreciate you doing that, Chris. Uh, this is great. <laughs> so um, <laughs> jumping over to our boy, Diamond Dave, Outrider Dave, Big Brain Dave. Uh, he's also the king of uh, Charles River, as far as I'm concerned. He wanted to ask you, how is the off-season training going for, uh, for yourself? <laughs> uh, thanks, Dave. Really appreciate the question. Always checking in. Um, the off-season training for me, it's going great. Uh, you know, Charles River is an awesome club. We've got uh, people from all careers there. And one of the guys on the team is actually a, a personal trainer at Body by Boyle. He's up at their Woburn location. So we go there as a team. You know, Charles River is a joint club, men's and women's. So people from the men's and women's side both go uh, to these uh, training sessions and they're great. You know, they get you in awesome shape. You get personal uh, tips from from Pat. You know, he's an actual he's a certified trainer, so he knows exactly what he's talking about. Um, I love I love those. I go I make sure to never miss one. And we should be starting our indoor practices soon now that we've got some bubble space saved. Uh, so it's going great. Don't worry, Dave. We're, we're training. We're working hard. We're not just sitting on the couch. So perfect. perfect. <laughs> we'll be good. Uh, I think this will ease his concerns. Uh, let's talk about uh, the fan experience at the uh, Delta Lantern Suites. I've never experienced this before. I was a Jack's Club member last season, uh, and I hovered around the Delta Lantern Suites a couple times to talk to Mags, but never experienced it myself as a fan. Can you give us a rundown of what that is and what the fan experience there is? Sure. So the Delta Land, uh, the suites are going to be, it's awesome this year. If we got a full structure that's going to be built right now, right there in the, on the side. And it's look, basically what you would expect. It is full suites. We're going to have high end food catered, uh, wide open spaces. You should be able to have some TVs in there, drinks, obviously it's a full suite experience. Um, and you really get personalized attention uh, from there. You know, obviously that's where probably like Mags is a man of the people, so he's everywhere, but obviously he has to have a home base somewhere. So you'd likely see him there. He'll be in the stands as well. Um, but it's a, it's an incredible personalized experience. And it just, it's a, I guess want to say a high end way of experiencing a free Jacks game. There's no bad way to experience one. There's just different ways. And that is a really something special. I think the structure is going to blow people away. I don't think that they're like when, when you think of this, especially from experiences last year with like union point and with that setup, people are not ready for what they're going to see with this suite. Okay. That's great. I mean, how many people can fit inside one suite? Do you know, do you have those figures? It's, it's a big space. It's a pretty, it's a pretty open. I think the max capacity on it is, I don't want to say the wrong answer, but it's around 350. So okay. it's it's going to be when I say massive, it's a massive suite. Wow, and that's awesome! It's a, it's a specialized experience. I recommend it for everybody. But if it's not for you, that's okay. We have plenty of other things for for every fan. And for the folks that might be listening to this and say, I want you know a Delta Land suite, or I want season tickets, or I just want so yeah, I want to go to the games. How would they reach out to you, Josh? Uh, they would just, you can reach out to me. My, I'll put it out there. My cell is 508-505-6922. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a millennial. So I guess I'm always on my phone. So you'll always answer. You can text me, call me. It does not matter. My email is josh.beck at freejacks.com. Also always on email. So if you reach out to either of me there, you'll hear back from me as, as fast as I possibly can. If not, if for some reason you don't like the sound of my voice, whatever, you don't want to talk to me, it's fine. Just go to the website and purchase your tickets that way instead. All right. So once again, Dave is the king of Charles River. Um, he's He's got a question here about any plans for curtain raiser matches for the spring. I don't know what exactly you can talk about uh, at this point, but any plans for that? Yeah, we're going to have a few couple games. Uh, there's a couple things in development. We should be hosting the CRC7s. That'll be a really exciting day. You know, we're obviously going to have the local clubs involved in some curtain raisers. You can expect the independents to see some action there as well. Yes, and yes. word on the street now is Charles River will be playing 
in one of the games, like to clarify that I did not do that. I was approached by someone on staff about that for my club plan. I'm not just trying to have my club be everything. So that was not my doing. I had no hand in that. I was just approached. But we're, the word on the street is that Charles River will be uh, in one of those current razors. But it's 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 something that we're we love the idea of uh, since an appetizer for the Free Jacks game. And so we hope to see a lot of different clubs participate. That's awesome. Uh, so I didn't participate in any club teams uh, when I moved up here. Obviously played at South Carolina collegiately. But before that, I played for Charlotte Rugby Club. And guess what their colors are, Josh? It is uh, green and orange. So I kind of feel like I have a connection to you guys at Charles River just because of the colors and Dave, you know, so I'll be rooting for y'all. If, if you participate in the curtain razor, I'll definitely have to pull for y'all. Well, you know, practices are open for everybody. Uh, oh, so. I, I, I mean, you got a bo old boys team? Uh, yeah, we have an old boys team. We've got an over 30, under 30 game. So you, you never, never say never, man. Never say never. There you go. There you go. Uh, what away match city would you want to pick to accompany um, the team on and which players would you want to or not want to share a room with? This is also one of Dave's questions. <laughs> um, think here. Uh, obvious answer probably is New Orleans. Boys yeah. are there now. Yeah. Um, I've been to New Orleans before, so like I love that city so much. It's just like, you know, every every stereotype about New Orleans is true in the best way possible. And that's, that might be one, but I've already been there. So if I've had to pick one, like I haven't been before, but I think would be a lot of fun to go to. Um, LA is an obvious answer, but I would probably go with actually maybe Atlanta. Very nice. Yeah. I never love been. Atlanta. Atlanta's I've a lot of fun. Yeah, it, I always want to go. It, it's not as nice as Charlotte is, but it's all right. <laughs> it's not terrible. Let's just say that. Uh, Chris, I'm not a fan of Georgia. Just going to put that out there. There you go. I don't know how people live down there, man. It's way too hot. It's too hot and humid for sure. But if you go there in the winter, yeah. it's not too bad. What would I just said visit. I didn't say live there. I'm just going to go for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I had, I had to live in Columbus for like six months. It was awful. <laughs> um, uh, the other part, who would I want to room with and who would I not want to room with? Um, huh. um, maybe not want to room with um, Jesse Peretti. <laughs> um when i mentioned those wrestling matches earlier it mainly is just him and <laughs> i've gotten into it a couple times with him but maybe also for those exact reasons i do want to room with jesse because okay. this is this this is a rugby tour after all i mean i'm not a professional so i might be able to actually enjoy myself on tour but i so if i want a uh a crazy ride I'd, it would have to be room with jesse yeah Yep, for sure. I mean, they, they say he's a bit of a wild man. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to go, if you're going to go, might as well go wild, go wild and out. Yeah, if you're uh, going to go, if you're going to go all out, room with Jesse. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. All right. So at this point, I want to open the floor. Uh, any message that you have out there to the Rangers, uh, all of those folks that, that are excited about, you know, the Free Jacks, any message you have for them? Um, For the Rangers specifically, I mean, just like my – complete appreciation you know this is what you guys do you know this is a fan-run effort and you've built out an entire community here and that's it that's a testament to not only you and the fans but like your strength of support for rugby that you know you're immediately like oh free jacks are here we're doing a podcast yeah. uh it's 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 truly amazing and i think that's really something that separates our fans from the rest of the league you don't you don't see this on other teams you know we've it's been shouted out before from people in mlr that the new england supporters are amazing and the, the fan creative brains behind the fans and the effort put forward is is something that the other teams frankly aspire to to have with their fans so that's my specific message to jacks rangers it's just a big thank you and then to the larger free jacks community it's just um the effort and the fandom behind it, like I said, it's, 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 it's incredible. Um, you know, we, people reach out to us all the time and it's, it's truly amazing to see the passion behind people mm -hmm. just knowing that from the start, you see that. And the, the, also the city of Quincy too, like they welcomed us with open arms. Um, the press conference between the mayor and Mags was amazing. You can feel that they're, 
is true excitement in the air from everyone involved about this new journey we're all taking together. Mm-hmm. And just just the FreeDex community, you, you actually see the strength behind it. Yeah. And that will be more than apparent on March 12th when we have that home opener. So I just want everyone who goes, I want to see every person there as loud as you possibly can get because we want to set the tone right for the year yep. and start off with the biggest party in New England. Hell yeah. There's a lot of stadiums out there. You know, one comes to mind in the Pacific Northwest with Seattle. They have a lot of passionate fans out there. <clears throat> but I think once we get this, you know, Fort Quincy, you know, sold out whenever that eventually does happen, we're going to have the best, most passionate, rowdy fans in the entire league. And that starts with everybody that's listening to this. Make sure you come to all of the games and be loud as hell and scare the other team half to death. Um, You know, it is true that if you are stomping your feet on those metal stands, the team on the field, it vibrates and they can they can feel it. So uh, that has been you know told to us as truth. So I absolutely believe it. So be as loud as you possibly can be, you know, rowdy and, and have a great time. And, and we're just looking forward to everybody you know, coming out to the first home opener and just keep coming out, man. It's going to be a great time. This whole movement, like <laughs> I, I hate to go off into a tangent, but I will real quick. Go, Phil, um, go, go, go. So what happened was recently the, um, the great folks over there at the Rugby Morning um, happened to put out a little preseason um, power rankings, and they put us eighth out of 13th. And in their little comments, they put every, you know, little comments about every single little team, and all they said was, we're going to hear it from Free Jacks fans on the internet. And they add, added themselves for what their Twitter handle was. And by God, there was like 10 Free Jacks fans that came in and was like, what are you doing? We're so much better than this. How dare you? You know, all of that awesome you know, banter that's going on. It's happening from our fans. We are the most passionate fans in the MLR. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, there's a lot of great fans out there, but nobody beats us, Jack. I'll tell you that right now. So make sure all of the people that are on there, you know, that are excited about this, come to the games. We need you there. We need your voice. So, yeah, Uh, before we get out of here, I'm just going to say one word association and then we'll head out. Um, So I've got Quincy as the first word here, Josh. The mint. That's a bad answer, but it's the first thing that came to my mind. That's where I go every day. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Ollie. Marketing. That man is always pumping out content, new ideas. Hell yeah. Free Jacks. Winners. Yeah, love that. Uh, Veterans Memorial Stadium. Party. <laughs> <laughs> Hofstra. Rugby. Uh, Sudbury Mass. Hometown. (laughs) All right, man. This has been fantastic. Chris, I appreciate you being a part of this. Josh, this has been great. I think, you know, you're doing a fine job over there with the Free Jacks, and and hopefully we can get to the point where you don't have a concern about, you know, selling tickets. You know, I'd love for it to be sellouts at some point in the near future, and hopefully we can get there, man. That's what we're working towards, and I'm sure we'll get there with the support of of our fans. You know, they're always talking about it. Bring your friends, bring your family, invite them to the game, have them experience something new, bring them a part of your life and show what you're passionate about Mm -hmm. and bring that fandom for the first game. You know, the 16th man that you guys will absolutely help win us games Mm -hmm. with how loud you are. The players talk about it. They talk about all the times when they even out in the world, people get they get recognized sometimes. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. And they always talk about how passionate the fans are. So, you know, that energy will translate. To success on the field we are in we're all in this together everyone plays a part in in the free jack success and the more most some of the most important people in that are supporters hell yeah all right boys i got one word to get this out of here in three two one huzzah, huzzah. Woo! All right, Rangers, tell us how we did. Send us an email at jacksrangershow at gmail.com. Interact with us on social media. We are on the big three platforms. That would be Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Make sure that you're liking our graphics and commenting on anything that we're putting out there. We would greatly appreciate that. The New Jersey Dirt Peckers are well aware about engagement. Trust us, they, they love to talk about that. So I guess we better get our engagement up as well to keep up with that very professional rugby football club down there in new jersey hoboken rfc baby don't know why i got off on a rant on them but it's always a good day to hate new jersey slash new york isn't it 
today in American Revolutionary War history, quote of the day as well. In 1781, General George Cornwallis finished crossing the Yatkin River in pursuit of American General Nathaniel Green. Green had a two-day lead in his race to the Dan River and the Patriot-held Virginia. Revolutionary War quote of the day comes from our very own Sam Adams. Among the natural rights of the colonists are these. First, a right to life. Secondly, to liberty. And thirdly, to property. Together, with the right to defend them in the best manner they can. All right, guys, we got the bye week, kind of a bummer, but we will be back here with more interviews and more analysis. So hang in there with us here at the Jacks Ranger Show. Appreciate you listening. Saddle up, let's ride, and huzzah, baby. Woo!